0: Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. My name is Ron Mahotra. I'm a wealth, success, mindset, and leadership coach and the founder of the Successful Male Movement. In the Successful Male Podcast, we bring inspiring achievers who will help you unlock your inner game changer that wants to play big. The Successful Male Podcast is a show where we highlight the accomplishments of men who are doing amazing things with their life. The show where we share the stories, ideas, and philosophies of highly successful men who went after their goals with courage. The show where we highlight those men who use their highest vision to bring value to others. And the show that seeks not only to motivate and inspire, but transform, so you too can think big, live bigger, and lead with your highest vision. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you find this episode inspirational. Derek, welcome to the Successful Mail podcast. Great to have you. How are you? Ron, doing well, Ron, and good to see you again. Thank you. I, uh, I contacted you Well, we got in touch through the, the interview that I had on your podcast. Yes. And um, I got an opportunity to learn a little bit about you and thought you were doing some amazing work. So I thought it was a good opportunity to invite you back on my podcast. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So Derek, let's start with who you are. What are you, what are you up to? What what, what, what what? are you doing at the moment with, with your life? Well, today is
1: my birthday. I'm turning 34. I've already turned 34. And tomorrow, I'm moving my family to Croatia for three months. This is the first experiment in traveling full-time with my family. So I've been traveling full-time for four years living out of a carry-on bag most of the time, being a digital nomad. And now I have a five-month-old son, and my partner Heidi and I, we are moving to Croatia and then planning on spending time in Europe this summer in, in the quest to live a somewhat uh, nomadic or location-independent lifestyle as a family.
0: What I like about you, Derek, is in my opinion, anyone that has the courage to pursue their calling in life and be free in their mind, to me, that's a unique example of success, right? So a lot of people assume that success should only be measured in materialistic terms. Now, of course, we know that having money allows you options, but we, 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 we come across examples of people that are so free and living the life that they want anyway, that they, they almost prove this theory wrong, that you need a lot of money, to live the lifestyle that you want. Right now, I'm not, this is not, I don't know what your financial situation is, but tell me, I mean, how do you, are you a free man mentally? Are you free? Cause this kind of five month son and you moving from one place to another and you call it a nomadic existence, but for, for so many people would love that because it, it represents a lot of freedom. How do you do this?
1: That's a, that's a good question. And yes, in a sense, we're very free, but I think, the, the question that, that we've come up against the most, Heidi and I when, I when we talk about this, should we settle down or should we continue to travel, is, will we have the community that we want? Will we maintain the friendships that we want? And I think having a solid foundation of family and friends that you, that you can count on a community enables you to feel more free to take risks like traveling. So it's definitely something that that we would consider having a home base at some point, and I think that's you know that's the essential problem whether you live in one place. Uh, not the essential problem. It is one problem: <laughs> um, making sure you have enough uh, friends and peers and support um, to to have a a fulfilling life and and be free to to take risks to do the things that you want.
0: But so you have a good life right now. You've got a good lifestyle. You've got supposedly you've got those friends, and you've got a stable base. Why are you moving?
1: That's a good question. I I still have this uh, just a personality, a drive, a curiosity to understand culture, to understand the world, to understand how how business gets done and how how culture evolves around the world. We're in the middle of a of a quest to live on every continent for three months or more, every inhabited continent that is Antarctica gets is, a uh, buy. And we came up with this quest just because we thought it would be fair. We thought let's just try all the continents and and see which one really speaks to us. Because while we're American, we also all live on on planet Earth and you know, all the, all the borders are, are slowly blending together. So, so might as well actually choose what we want to experience and where we want to live and, and all those things.
0: So a life of exploration is your, is that your biggest value, freedom and exploration? Is that, is that how you want to live? I would say curiosity is
1: my biggest value or one of my biggest values. And I was formerly a research scientist. I discovered a new species, and i'm always reading i'm always asking questions of people. Curiosity in general drives me to do a lot of things, and that's probably what underlies this as well
0: and that's what makes you successful to me is the fact that you are living in alignment with what you value right that takes courage, yeah because that's a choice. That's a lifestyle choice that comes with a lot of risks. And um, I, I have to share this. Uh, I can't remember what book it was, but it, it talked about this, it, it, this example of how when we're born as human beings, the author talks about how we, we like a, a car full of petrol. We've got a tank full of petrol. And he said, he said, most people what they do is they get into that car and they drive up and down the same street until they run out of petrol. Very few will get into that car and see how far they can go with that full tank of petrol that they've got. Meaning they maximize the human mm. capital that they have. And, and, and with the limited human capital that we all have, which is 80, 90 years or 70 years of life expectancy, most people prefer stability and certainty. But few people like yourself want to explore as much and see as much and experience as much as possible. I mean, that's, that's, that's rare. Not many people have the courage to do that. What do your family think about that?
1: Well, I think they're part of the reason why I uh, my parents will, will come visit me wherever I am. We traveled a lot growing up. I spent a lot of time, not necessarily traveling, but a lot of time in the wilderness, camp as a kid. And I think that freedom to explore my own backyard and neighborhood and the is the, the playground, the exploration ground.
0: Derek, I might get you to repeat that because we had a bit of a pause there. I think I lost you there for a few seconds. I might just get you to restart what you just said before. Okay. Can you just repeat um, that, please.
1: What was the question again?
0: So the question was, what do your family think about this? I mean, this, you, you, you mentioned that you spend a lot of time in the wilderness. How do you inherit these kind of values? I mean, and, and you know, are your parents concerned or they happy with you doing this?
1: Yeah, I think my family definitely contributed to encouraging uh, me to explore. We went camping as a family a lot. I spent a lot of time as a kid hiking in the woods and exploring the forests around my house. We also had this map on the wall growing up, the map of the United States, all 50 states. And whenever you went to a new state, you got to put a pin in the map for that state. And so it turned into a race. My parents... Uh, we we're very close there at 49 states, and I was catching up, and I think they went to Alaska just a couple of years before I did, and so now we've all been to all 50 states, and that's actually really cool because I can meet any American, except someone who's raised in Guam or Puerto Rico or something, and have something in common with them, and. It, I, I meet so many people and they'll say, oh, I'm from New Hampshire. And I said, oh, I went to New Hampshire. and I had some pie at this one place. And then I say, oh, is it the, you know, the strawberry rhubarb pie? Wow, amazing. And it's, it's, such a, it's such a neat connection that I never expected to have.
0: And it's amazing because the more people you connect with, the more successful you become. We know that one of, the, one of the biggest predictors of success is how many people know you like you and trust you and how you connect with people. So that obviously naturally happens when you've explored so much, so much territory in your own country and outside. Um, are you would you say you're living your life's purpose? I mean, is this how you want to live?
1: I would say it's becoming illuminated. I I feel a lot of pride in, in the work that I do, the the coaching work and the storytelling that I do, um the, the podcasting and the writing, um and and all the adventures that I go on. It it feels it feels like I'm on the right track and it feels like something that I can improve at for my whole life, which is, which is really important because I've failed when I've gotten bored at things. And so I needed to have a career, something that I can keep getting better at. It's, it's always challenging me. And so a lot of the things I do, I think, um, especially on the creative side of things, you can always improve.
0: I have a a lot of admiration for people like you who, um, you know you you 're free of shackles, it seems you know the invisible shackles that uh, restrain us and keep us living the same life over and over again, whereas you seem to be exploring new things, new cultures, new people, new situations right i mean um, i I feel, I feel very free as a man now, you know, but I, I can remember um, just over 10 years ago, you know, being in the corporate world, you know, you're just given a system, you just have the following this system and this structure and you're doing it because ultimately we all want freedom because freedom is the ultimate success. Right. But so a lot of people think that they have to wait, that they have to do all of this stuff before they can have the freedom. But you've, you define this convention, you, you are challenging this notion that says you don't have to, you don't have to wait. You don't even need a lot of money. You just get out there now and you do what you want. People will be wondering how do you support yourself? Because I know you're doing like you're doing coaching and stuff like that. Which, but but give us an idea of the work that you're doing and how you're supporting yourself.
1: Yeah, currently uh, most of my income comes from business coaching, helping people who want a location-independent business. So basically, they, they want to come join me on adventures. Uh, I, I basically take them from not really having an idea to figuring out the what they're going to sell and how to sell it and get people on the road, um, which, which I've been doing for a couple of years. and, And it's really exciting to see just how quickly people can progress. My, my coaching business has evolved. When I decided I wanted to be a nomad four years ago, I started a cycling coaching business. I'm a former racing cyclist and I was training people around the world, how to become professional cyclists. And I was doing that remotely, mostly when I was in, uh, in Southeast Asia. So, so I was m- maintaining a very small income, $1,000 a month from, from that. And it was enough to travel sustainably. So I learned how to live cheaply evolved into training people, how to podcast. I've launched over 30 or 40 podcasts with people. And then that evolved into the, the business coaching sort of by demand as well because so many people were just asking lots of questions. And I think, I think this is, it's been good for me to have a demand for what I'm going to do sort of proven before I, before I leap into it.
0: Yeah. I think there'd be so many men that would be envying that lifestyle right now, you know, which is, uh, and it's, it's amazing how it's unfolded for you. So you, you started to travel, which so you pursued your heart's calling. Um, but A lot of people will try and make the sensible intellectual decisions and say, Oh, well, you know, life doesn't work like that. You've got to pay the bills. You followed your heart. Am I right? You followed your heart?
1: Yeah, I, it, it, You know, it's one of those things where where it, um, you know, I, I read some books, probably Tim Ferriss's for our work week and, and just growing up reading National Geographic and imagining myself as a Nat Geo photographer or explorer or whatever. And, you know, and just trying to piece together what it might look like to live this lifestyle yep. and probably could have actually just asked people what it was like. Um, <laughs> which i'm slowly discovering you can you can do, you can uh, talk to the experts and model yeah. what what they're doing um, but I just and uh, an adventurer's life might look like
0: but you followed your heart because you were saying that you spent a lot of time in wilderness uh, you imagined yourself being you know being in the wild and um, you you've so you've so you've literally gone with the what what's come to you naturally there's been a pool. Because a lot of the times people make decisions based on the push factor. They push themselves to do things, to become mm. successful. But I mean, I, 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 have, I have to, again, I have to stress on the fact that freedom is the ultimate success. Freedom. You, 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 you seem like a free man. Mentally, you're free. You're exploring. You're following your heart's calling. You, do you have any worry on the mind? Like, Do you stress about the stuff that most people stress about, bills and stuff like that? Or?
1: yeah absolutely especially <laughs> now that i then i'm a father and you know i'm so, i'm the the sole income earner for my family while heidi raises our our son and um there's also the constant exploring comes at the cost of uh more uncertainty and probably it's more tiring and, um, you, you have to be willing to, to be uncomfortable and to be frustrated. And so I think if I weren't patient or if I weren't sort of calm and, and things that have been enhanced by, by meditation and, and other practices, I think it would be, I think I would give up. Um, but I've done a lot of a lot of things like being an endurance athlete, you know, with hours and hours of training or uh, being a scientist or mathematician where you do a two-year-long experiment. These sort of long-term things make it so that when something frustrates you, like you miss a flight or you're, you're going hungry, they register less of uh, It's you, you consider it more of an adventure than a uh, – <laughs> than a pain in the butt, um,
0: which is which to me is a form of resilience. You've obviously become quite resilient. There you, right? there you go. That's that's the word. Yeah. Um. So, any regrets? I mean, like I, 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 I see when I look at your life and I hear about how you're living your life. I think, okay, here is a man that's clearly got courage. He's passionate. He's following his purpose. He's pursuing his calling. You know, all of these are massive elements of success you have some fears like everyone that's good to know that you have some fears and you do stress about (laughs) responsibilities but you haven't become subservient to that Um, you've maintained the stuff that you've always been passionate about Um, am i right in saying that because that's how
1: yeah yeah i'm surprised you know that i'm still doing some of the things that i've always loved like riding bikes and uh, spending time in nature um I think that I I have, you know, this curiosity drives so many business ideas or trip ideas that a lot of things get started and don't get finished. And so there's good ideas left undone that maybe I'll never get to. And so part of me just regrets not moving a little more slowly and, and finishing things that I start. Um, but part of me enjoys starting new things. So I guess, I guess it's just my personality.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just who you are. I mean, let's just, let's just put a, put a hypothetical question to you let's just say, God forbid, this doesn't happen, but let's just say you had, you had limited time, say three years. Would you, would you now, would you have any regrets? Cause that's one of the things I asked men. I said, well, are you, Living the life because you you are living the way you are. You you're compromising on your values. You're compromising on your passion and your purpose because you think you're going to live a long time. But if somebody t- said to you, "You're only going to be around for another three years, or one year, or whatever it is," would you have regrets? So here is a question to you: I, Do you would you have any regrets if something if someone said to you, "Look, you only got limited time"? Do you think you've lived a, a whole life?
1: Well, I I actually sort of operate from that place because five years ago I had a massive blood clot in my brain and I had got a 25% survival rate. And so, uh, that caused me to drop out of my PhD program in microbiology that I was in at the time and kicked off this, this traveling and you know, it's it's a fine balance because I might live ninety years, but it, it could happen again, and I and I might die. And so it's it's being future focused and, and saving and building your career and your finances and your empire and all that stuff is exciting and it's fun and it's you know building your legacy. But in the back of your mind, always thinking like, I, I don't want to wait on anything because, because you, you never really know. And it could, this goes for anyone. You never really know you could walk out tomorrow and something had happen. And so I, I'm, I'm just mindful of my own mortality and I think it, it forces me to, to take action, even if I'm a little worried or afraid or not sure if it's going to work because there's just no, there's just no time to wait. And, and, when people hem and haw or something, I, I think in my head, we're gonna die. Like, all of us are gonna die. So, just try it, even if it's scary, because
0: <laughs> in the end, your life will be lived. Yeah, and you're right. Life is life is unpredictable. And I, I, I you raised a very interesting point about balance because you have to balance. Because what if you do live a long time? Then what? And they haven't made any provisions for your future. And, and the reason I, I, for me, I work as a wealth advisor. So I'm very future orientated. Uh, a lot of research now suggests that uh, long-term orientation is one of the biggest predictors of economic and social mobility. That if you in order for you to be successful, you've got to, you've got to think long-term, not just make short-term decisions. Yeah. And there is a contrary perspective that says, well, live for today, enjoy your life today because life's unpredictable. And um, I struggle with this because these are two contradictory notions, both powerful, both have merit in their own right. And how do you, how do you live for today and make provisions for tomorrow? So I, kinda, I, I, I sat on this for, a, for, a, for a, I think it might have been a year or two, and I, I constantly questioned myself, well, what is, is it an ideal formula? And because I have seen people who have lived a long time and not made provisions for their future and struggled, Mm-hmm. And gone through a lot of suffering and challenges because, as a result of it. Um, I, 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 I feel that, yes, there needs to be a balance, but not a 50-50 balance. I think that the way, I, and this is how I'm living my life, and this is just my opinion, that I think the way, I, how I've structured my life is with a 60% emphasis on the present and 40% emphasis on the future. So still, there is more emphasis on how I'm living today, meaning that I'm still taking risks and I'm going after the things that I want, and I'm not holding myself back. But at the same time, there is, there is, I'm considering the long-term consequences and implications of my decision and how I live today. But there is definitely it's it's overweight in favor of me living for today. Right, but but not to a fifty-fifty extent. And and it, and it's hard for me to 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 you know spend any more, I guess, time and put everything into living for today. Because I just, because for the last 16 years, when I, you, you talk to people about money and you see what happens when people don't have money and they run out of money, you see the, uh, you know, the, the consequences of undignified living. Because, you know, when you don't have money, you have less options in life, you have less control in life. So I'm not saying that it should all be about money. And, it should, and, and some people have, I think they've, they've gone to the other extreme where they just live for tomorrow. They just don't even, they just... They they end up in dead-end jobs, uninspired work, and they, and they st- do it for 10, 20, 30 years with the expectation that at some point they're going to enjoy. I think that is a big risk as well.
1: That's, that's kind of why I like the idea of having a quest or multiple quests that you are on, because a quest is something that can take decades. And and maybe it's the quest to be a millionaire or to have passive income Fund your whole life or for for us, we have several quests, like the continent one, and so that 's a broad long term quest, but each day you you have something fresh in service of that quest. Another quest that we 're on is to document the the world 's best indigenous art and and sort of make a make little shows and go find these artists for artwork that that may be disappearing and you know so this is a that's a it's a broad quest we'll end up with a collection of art and an understanding of culture around the world and history and all these things but today it might mean just asking around who's who's the artist that we should talk to and that leads you on, on an experience that's happening right in the moment. Oh,
0: and I really appreciate the depth and substance you bring to your thinking, because I think some people may make wrongfully make the assumption that somebody who lives like you, like a nomadic existence where you're traveling and exploring, um, you just driven by pleasure. Right. And you're not, um, somebody that takes this, but you, 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 you started a PhD. You're a well-educated man. You, you did endurance training. You, you, you're a person that applies himself. It's not that you're not serious about life. And, I, and, and the reason I want to point this out is because it's a wrong assumption to make. But sometimes we, people will look at a person that is living a very free life and make the assumption that that person doesn't have enough responsibility. That is not the case. You have responsibility. You've got a five-month-old son. You're married. But you have you are finding, and like all of us are trying to find that ideal balance where we can live for today, do the things that we love to do now, but also you know, just keep, keep an eye out on the future, keep making provisions and keep planning our future as well, because at some point the future gets, you know, I think either extreme can be, can be bad. So, um, so I really appreciate where, where, where you're coming from. Um, if I said to you, share your one piece of your best piece of advice, maybe it could be an underlying philosophy, your North star, your guiding factor, something with our community of men, what, what is one piece of advice that has really served you well? That's a good question.
1: I have been thinking a lot recently about how much has come from the times when I'm just having fun. Whether it was my cycling career driven from a love of going out and journeying around with my friends or or the scientific work that I, I was just Enjoying playing around with ideas and looking for things in the hot springs in Yellowstone National Park, or when I was a kid and and started studying geometry, and I was earning college credits by the time I was twelve, because I spent all my time thinking about math, or you know, taking board game or video game thinking and applying it to my life. This this delight this fun this, these shared joyful experiences have really driven my success as much as the times when i'm focused alone in my room working hard on a project and obviously creating meaningful unique work takes focus but i think i think joy and fun and delight and games play play a huge role as well and I would say make sure that you build that into your your life structure.
0: Beautiful, love it. One book. What, what's your favorite? Do you read books? I read a lot of books. Okay. What's your what what, what would be one book that you'd recommend? Well, it could be a favorite book or it could be something that you're reading now.
1: A book I read recently was called The Geography of Genius, and he he takes a look at the the cities over the course of history from from ancient Athens to Edinburgh to uh, Florence to Silicon Valley that had these uh, high concentrations of innovative genius people and and what conditions were happening in these cities at the time. So whether it's the enough money or competition among the artists or plenty of time for people to argue about their ideas and cafes, whatever it was. So that it was very, very interesting to see how this has happened over and over in history.
0: So certain conditions uh, are conducive to giving birth to genius, genius thinking. Yes. Wow. Yes. Love it. So what was it called again? Ge-
1: the Geography of, Geography genius. of genius.
0: Wow. I'm, I will definitely get that book. And if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about you, how can they do that?
1: The best place is com. That's where we house the art of adventure podcast and my social media handles are all at Derek Laudermilk, Instagram and Twitter.
0: Derek, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for being a part of this and, and sharing your journey and uh, big congratulations to you to have the courage to live your life's calling and live such an adventurous life and uh, love the work that you're doing. Um, I'm going to wrap up the, the podcast now. So I hope uh, the audience uh, enjoyed uh, listening to you. I'm, in fact, I'm quite sure that because I I, I I think that uh, anytime we see uh, an example of somebody that has the courage to uh, follow their life's calling, I think that that makes an inspirational example. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Ryan, thanks for having me.